Well, hello there, people, people of this beautiful earth and nation. It's your boy Podnam and your boy Padru on the other end. What's going on, Padru? Oh, what's going on, Podnam? I'm kicking it over here, back in the cube. I'm in the cube. You're in Studio A, is that right? I, I'm in the A. I stay in the A uh, all day, as you know how they say. That's where you like to play. I mean, it's fine. I do like I like to play. I like to also bump some kid and play and party. You know, have that party house. Uh, I don't know if that's a reference of a movie that is probably older than you. Or uh, I don't think it's technically older than me. It's certainly a bit before my time. I know it's like that, that hairstyle, right? He's got that. Uh, yeah, he got that, a little bit. That Bart Simpson look. Yeah, the Bart Simpson chart. That's another way. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, no, Bart Simpson kind of has the spikes on the top though. So this is more like a flat right or am i wrong about that well i mean bart simpson's hair has always had spikes on it on the top but then again we've never seen it from like a three like a top view of his hair really you know like we've only seen it i guess well and i think up. it's more of a are you not thinking of a marge simpson more maybe i guess that could be accurate but although i don't know kid 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 had like a little bit of like a um, I'm I'm doing hand motions of doing a V a little bit at the at the end of it. Really, you look like you're raising the roof right now. I was raising the roof, and there's no roof. Well, actually, it's a little uh, cute, little little roofish here, little roofish there's, here. There's no sun hole uh, over in studio right there. No, no, nope, no, uh, nope, 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 no sun hole. Uh, is no that, kind is of, that even a term? A sun hole? I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> nope, no sun hole over here. Um, so. So you are uh, right now sitting in the cube, and right now it's a very popular time for sports overall. Yes. Uh, NHL started, right? Yeah, I believe it did, yes, although it's not something I follow closely. But, yes, I do believe it did start, yeah. Some phenom uh, kid scored like four goals, I think I heard, or something like that. Some rookie uh, on Toronto, maybe? Was, yeah, yeah, it's t I think it was Drake, brother. Drake's brother or something. He, he jumped in there. Okay, I didn't. I didn't get that. Is Drake's brother was the young phenom for Toronto? Okay, I the, I just figured like this. Yeah, there's no other popular Canadians that could be that awesome. Um, I figured it's Drake's brother, right? Anyway, screw Drake and screw Toronto. You know what I mean, Patnam? No, I don't know what you mean. Do you have a grievance against our northern neighbors for some reason? Well, other than Drake, I don't have a, a big grievance with them. You know, I like Canada and whatnot, but. Uh, currently this week, you know, starting today, in fact, there's a little rivalry happening um, between my beloved The Land and uh, T-Dot itself, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah, it's from that conference finals last year, Toronto Raptors and Cleveland I, Cavaliers. I know exactly what you're talking um, about. That wasn't that much of a rivalry, and in fact, that's not what I'm referring to, Padnam. That was, oh. a, you know, that was just, yeah, they got a game or two on, on the Cavs, but that, it was never in doubt. But what I'm thinking of might be a little closer. It might be a more, uh, you know, nerve-inducing. And uh, you said uh, you said I'm sitting over here in the cube. And, I, and I'm sitting pretty, really, because my Cleveland Indians, the tribe, are in the ALCS. So, and that starts tonight. I'm excited about it. But they're playing those Toronto Blue Jays. And that's a pretty good club over there. So, you know, whoa, that's the rivalry well, I'm well, talking about. Congrats to uh, both of those teams making the ALCS. I would say I'm sure we have a lot of international listeners. Don't want to don't want to disappoint them. Uh, how did this happen, Padre? I, I have not been watching baseball since 
my team, uh, the Masons, didn't weren't so amazing with Jerry's familiar giving right, up a three-one right. shot. I I guess you want to briefly touch on that on the Mets uh, end of the season there before we get into yeah it. yeah touching on it would be uh, maybe something I wasn't too comfortable with about I don't know a week ago. It was all good, you know, just a week ago, and uh, the game was going into uh, a zero-zero slugfish. I don't actually enjoy pitching duels that often, but this is the first time since I guess I love Thor as much. I enjoyed a pitching duel. I just yeah, say who the uh, say who the duel is between again? It was Thor, your boy Noah Syndergaard uh, mm-hmm. versus For the Mets. Mad Bum Madison Bumgardner um, yeah, for uh, the it, Giants. It, yeah, so a lot of runs were not given up, although they were able to worst the pitch count against Noah. And once the bullpen, most reliable bullpen in baseball with the one-two punch, Addison Reed, and the cl- most close saves, or saves, saves close? Close saves? Close. Uh, most know. saves, you don't need to, uh, I guess saves close would kind of work, but just, just say saves. Uh, it's most saves of the season. Jerry's Familia with 52, I think, or 53. Uh, he gave a heater that just didn't really go where it wanted to go, and some guy, I don't even remember his name, uh, something Kobe uh, Claire. That's no, that's no good, fam. Dennis, da- 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 uh, I don't know, Kobe O'Donnell, Rosie O'Donnell, I don't, whatever. So this guy just came off the bench, pinched a three-run shot in the top of the ninth, and that's all she wrote for the Mets. That uh, was the play-in wild card game too, so it was only one game series. Which yeah, which which you got which you guys know maybe from our episode that was not released uh, last time where we discussed how we how I think baseball should expand to a oh, right. uh, three game best of three series for the wild card. Fair. So should we just say? Meanwhile, we're talking baseball and whatever we're talking about on this podcast. Uh, it, you guys are getting this in lieu of our proper. Uh, I think Brooklyn Rebound episode 94, which was uh, maybe lost to the sands of time. Is that correct? Well, I mean, you know what happened again. I, I think I might have explained this uh, on a previous podcast or the same one that was gone. Uh, it was, you know, it was the Russians and WikiLeaks. They actually had harvest more emails mm, from right. Secretary Clinton, which I sent it over to her to hold on for sakekeeping. But, um, that was a mistake, Padnam, in hindsight. It really was. It was, it was. Actually, I sent it off to Bill. Uh, I figured Bill could handle that, but Bill apparently just uh, forwards everything email-wise to uh, Hillary and the foundation. Yeah. So that's my you gotta bad. put something. You got to put something about like hot girls inside on the file name or something, or he's going to pass it along. He's not going to hold on to it. That was a mistake. Yeah, I should have. I should have put like uh, some kind of maybe a picture of me. Scandal clad, that might have helped. Maybe a, a dick pic here and there. I don't, I'm not sure. Maybe well, he's flo- flown that way. Either way, you were saying on that podcast, uh, we were talking baseball then too, and you are saying you don't think the one-game series is good. And this is before the Mets even got defeated in it. But was I your idea more again, though? Yeah, I, I mean, I think you should start off because there's a lot of days before the, I guess, the wild card round starts, right? Or is it called the division round? I forgot what it is called. There's not that um, many days, what, but I mean, it was like AL wild card game and a wild card game ALDS starts, so it was yeah. not a lot. So you lot of time, but, but but the season ends on Sunday, and then you have the both playoff games on a Tuesday, Wednesday. If you just yeah. bump it to a you know Wednesday, Thursday, Friday situation. You can easily do a best of three series and then start 
baseball the next time on Sunday and Saturday, depending on how, you know, the winds develop. And the weekend will start with the actual, you know, the full-on, the teams that are the best because they won their divisions play on during that time, right? So I feel like that would be fair. And who would be opposed to that? Would baseball fans be like, no, I don't want more baseball? Or there'd be, uh, or the owners would be like, no, I don't want to sell more tickets and merchandise. Like, it it makes no sense. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, I guess, I would be for it, but maybe some of the teams that, because baseball, you can get streaky, too, and you get on runs. Maybe some of the teams that finished off the season hot, and they don't want to, like, wait six days or whatever to play again. You know, they they might complain about that. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I'd be with that three-game series. So, first the two. Now, do you think if the Mets and Giants had played a three-game series, would the Mets have had the advantage and maybe won in that case? Uh, tough to say in hindsight. Because they had a lot of injuries too, right? I mean, on one hand, Bumgarner can't probably wouldn't pitch again. He gets his one yeah. game out of the way, but unless unless who, he came out of the pen and on game three, if they're playing a game three, right? I would say I would say that Cueto on the Giants is pretty good, but we we still had a lot of talent. You know, Cologne was holding his own all season long, former tribe pitcher himself, and then you got oh, these totally. young rookies that were just killing it you know with lugo and uh the other name i can't pronounce it uh pronunciate right now so i feel like they they had some momentum going into you know same thing with the giants because they both had to get in there right they had to get into the wild card round otherwise the cardinals would have been in there so i felt like you still want to see more baseball and for all the fans in the al they were giving me crap during the game they were saying and they're saying this game is so boring uh, zero zero. Like I, I need to go fall asleep, and then they didn't respect the quality pitching, which is I guess what NL is about versus you know the offense of the AL with I, the DH. Right. I don't know. There's good pitching in the AL too. I mean, yeah, with the DH. I mean, I'm an AL baseball fan. I've never really got into the National League because my team plays in the AL, and I'm not someone who like normally if the Tribe's not in the playoffs, I'm not locked into all these baseball playoff games when it comes to baseball like my team but you know i wouldn't be that interested on most years at least i'm not that interested in what's going on in the playoffs it's not as fun for me to watch yeah you might turn on a game or two and it's like a ninth inning whatever and it's like getting crazy then that's fun but but just in general so i don't know i'm i'm not a huge fan in that way but i do think obviously my bias to the al but i do think the pole pitchers batting thing is pretty pointless and the game would be better if everyone just switched to the dh but then people argue like oh there's more strategy or whatever i I don't know yeah yeah i mean uh i feel like it's a cop-out for the al you don't have you have to play all your players on both sides it's like office defense like um you know in football you have the separation in basketball you don't like you have to defend that person uh, as well as you have to score against that person right so either you have to have it one way or the other i don't know baseball is i've gotten a little bit more into it, obviously with my team winning and i i think i can talk about it a little bit more in full but i did what did you watch last night's game with kershaw coming out of the bullpen and yeah uh, beating uh, the Nets? yeah so i guess we'll keep talking now before we get back into the indians yeah. and jay so so well, yeah so just to set it up the giants after beating the mets they ended up losing to the cubs yep the in Cubbies. four games, so the Cubs are sitting at home waiting to see who they're going to play in the Nats and Dodgers series, which was at Game Five in Washington. I think it went. Washington won the f- 
no, Dodgers won the first game, then Washington won two, then Dodgers won game four, and now it's game five. Mm-hmm. The Dodgers, so I turned on the game in like the seventh inning, I think. I, I, I was watching Monday and, um, start Thursday Night Football and stuff, and I was flipping into the game a little bit, but I didn't like start watching it to the end until like the seventh inning. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did see a lot of it at that point, though. And, and the Dodgers were ended up being up 4-3. Um, I think they started the game losing, but then they came back. But either way, uh, Clayton Kershaw pitched game four for them. Yeah. I think got the win. I don't know. Obviously, they won that game. I don't know if he got the win. I don't. I didn't watch that one, really. But uh, Kershaw, on no rest, basically pitched the day before. Did something like you said maybe Mad Bum would have done if it was a three-game series. Right, right. Coming out of the bullpen. And he, he ended up getting – he needed to get two outs. He got them. One guy popped it up. It was Daniel Murphy, former Met, actually. Yeah, I, I was kind of terrible at best. I was actually, for him. I was actually okay with that. I was happy about that just because I think the curse of Murph is is on for the Mets for a little for a little while. So, and then they showed Dusty Baker, Nats manager, in the dugout, looking at him popping it up, and just like the look on his face was just like so sad. I was like, kind of, I kind of felt bad for him. Almost. I think people yeah. are making memes out of it today, but. Well, uh, what was I going to say? I, I heard a stat today, uh, I think it may be on Sports Center, that he's lost like nine or ten clinching yeah, games. I saw that. I think it was nine, yeah. nine. The last nine opportunities he's had to clinch a series, he's lost. So he was the Reds manager for a couple of years when they were really good, but they were never able to get out of the first round and stuff like that. So, yeah, I don't know. But anyway, that there was one more out that Kershaw had to get. He got it, strikeout, I believe, uh, from some bench player on the Nets, and then... Um, they celebrate in L.A., and Kershaw, yeah, he's looking like, I mean, I guess you'd say he's the best pitcher around. Uh, that's right pretty now. impressive to to throw, yeah. you know, 115 pitches or whatever and then come out the next day and get a couple more outs. When you're not a reliever at all, Never, I don't think he's ever closed the game before, maybe in, like, the minor leagues or something. but Maybe yeah. in the little leagues. Maybe in little leagues. Maybe in the little, do they have closers in little leagues? <laughs> No, it's usually if you're just giving up too many runs, you either stick with that person, try to get the game over sooner, or you bring someone else in. And from what I remember... <laughs> you were the I one that, that was staying in and giving up all the runs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they need more pitchers. There. They need more pitchers, and then they tried training me, and I was, uh, I think I was doing good with my sidearm, Randy Johnson style, but then to come game time, I... I I choked under the pressure, Drew. I couldn't handle I couldn't handle the heat of uh, a throwing in Little League. So So you're more of a David uh, Price type of guy than uh can't handle the big spotlights and Yeah, yeah, I, I would say so. Uh that's that's me. That's good old Enom and David Price. We got the somewhat of the same skin color, so I would say that's definitely <laughs> yeah, I guess so. so. Um but that'll take <laughs> us back into my tribe I wanna talk about. So they Defeated the Red Sox in the ALDS in three games, three-game sweep. Meanwhile, wow. the, uh, I almost called them the Raptors. The Blue Jays defeated the Rangers of Texas, a stadium which we passed when we were in Big D uh, months, yeah, we did. months ago at your bachelor party. Mm-hmm. We saw the outside of it, and it was a house of horrors for them. They got swept by the Jays, even though they had the best record in the AL this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Indians with the second best. But even with that, um, the Indians... Uh, had such a good rotation all year with Corey Kluber into Carlos Carrasco, Danny Salazar, then Trevor Bauer and Josh Tomlin. But Carrasco and Salazar, the two and three guys, both out 
Kreskov for the year. Salazar, they're saying maybe he can come back for the World Series if they make it. You know, either way, that's why everyone... And then the Red Sox had a good offense all year, so people were thinking basically every national person picking it picked, like 90% at least, picked the Red Sox to beat the Indians in the five-game series, and they and they ended up getting swept. So that was pretty awesome. I'll, I'll be honest. I didn't really watch a lot of the AL just the way, you know, I'm not a huge AL fan. Um, mm-hmm. Unless, like, unless it's the Yankees, Sox on, like... There's not really much for me to watch um, that's entertaining. Were you happy that Terry Francona was able to get revenge on these Bow Sox, or were you, or oh. that wasn't an issue for you at all? No, absolutely. It wasn't a huge issue, but I was happy about it. I mean, I love Terry Francona. He's considered one of the best managers in the game for a good reason. Pretty much a lock to be a future Hall of Famer, I think, even if he doesn't get any more rings. Um, but he has two with the Red Sox. He outmanaged uh, his friend John Farrell, the, the Bo Sox manager. Pretty, everyone said he easily out, out-dueled him. Um, and I, I have a lot of enmity, I would say, toward Boston sports. I'm sick of them winning all the time for the past 10, 12 years. Um, and they knocked out the Indians last time the Indians were in the ALDS. Mm-hmm. Or ALCS, rather. They are in the ALCS um, back in 07. They had a 3-1 game lead on the Red Sox, and then the Red Sox came back and oh, won yeah. three in a row. I remember so that. So people were saying, thinking even maybe they could do that in this series, win three in a row. But it didn't happen. And, yeah, I'm very happy for Francona. It was great to see uh, hit Mike Napoli pick him up, give him a big hug, all this stuff when they won. Yeah, I love it. I love Francona. I think he's yeah. a better manager, certainly, than uh, I think Gibbons is the guy on, on Toronto, the manager. So, And, and Francona is um, getting a lot of credit now for doing these – unconventional moves with his bullpen like right. so they acquired Andrew Miller from the Yankees a couple months to go in the season uh, around the trade deadline Miller's considered probably the best relief pitcher in the game right now um, really hard to, to get hits off him he has a nasty slider all of that and um, conventionally he'd be a closer but Francona's is like doing a thing where he brings him into whatever the biggest spot in the game is so like in game one yeah. we got up with a small lead he brings him in in the fifth and sixth to get all the outs, and then we have the other closer, Cody Allen, to actually close the game. Who was making me sweat a lot in Game Three? I, I won't I'll lie about that. Cody Allen was uh, I was reaching for the heart medication, but uh, they got it done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you, I mean, you you got to eliminate not just the Red Sox, but end uh, Big Poppy's career. Yes, that was uh, another and- thing I enjoyed. Yeah, not, nothing too much against Poppy, but um. You know, I like. I, I was glad. I was sick of um, everyone, you know, in the media and everywhere else, just like f- fawning over him. It's his final season, and oh, we got to send him out in style. One of the best players of all time, which I guess he is. But, but I was glad. Uh, he didn't. He didn't hurt us too bad in the series at all. Got like one sack fly. That was about it out of him. And uh, it was his last game. He didn't even get a playoff win for his last season. So, sorry, Poppy. Hit the. Yeah. Uh, uh, announcer booth or whatever he's gonna do. Uh, maybe maybe he'll just do a little bit more endorsements by Dunkin' Donuts and uh, D'Angelo's because <laughs> that's what he was doing when I was in Connecticut on the reg. Um, <laughs> maybe maybe he'll just uh, own a couple Dunkin' Donuts and start managing them or something. <laughs> maybe yeah, the Pig Poppy Slam or uh, sandwich. Yeah, that sounds good. Now we got four teams left in the both NLCS yeah. and ALCS. Um, and uh, I, I, I like it this year. I'm uh, sorry to cut you off, but um, yeah, 
Uh, like, I was really glad the Giants got eliminated. I'm sick of their, they call it that even year bullshit where they yep. win every year uh, in 12, 14, and uh, 10, 2010. And, and the, like, the Cardinals didn't even make it this year. These teams that win every year, the Red Sox eliminated. Like, all four teams left. The Jays are the last team out of the four that's won a World Series the most recently. That was in 1993, I believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of course, the Cubs have that legendary um, drought of... 1908 Indians yeah. 1948 which is a really long one so a lot of people are saying Indians Cubs matchup would be really cool because of that long droughts each then the Dodgers haven't won since uh the year of my birth 1988 uh, so Kurt Gibson so that's a long Mets. time yep I remember but yeah so I mean that's, cool. that's that's it, these are all exciting teams because they all haven't won in a while it kind of feels like the um, the NBA Finals, uh, the last two years, you know, the Warriors won after not having, and then the Cavs obviously won. But like, yeah, uh, it feels like these teams that are set up to win. Also, the whole storyline of, you know, all major cities, right? Uh, except Cleveland. I don't know if you consider that a major city. Chicago, well, it's definitely the smallest of the four. Yeah. Yeah, Chicago, L.A., Toronto, uh, Cleveland. They have name brand teams. I think my conflict is, I mean, I'm going to talk to the NLCS first, and then I guess we can talk about the ALCS uh, as well because you have a little more insight on that. With with my feeling as a Mets fan, I don't. I'm conflicted on who to root for here. I, not that conflicted. I would say Cubs. I really want them to win just because we gave them a thrashing last year, and they were nothing but their fans were awesome. Even like meeting them in like in bars in New York City, and the, you know Bill Murray, the whole Bill Murray thing, and you kind of feel for them being the lovable losers. I, all my pro teams yeah. have been pr- pretty much lovable losers, so I think most of America would would agree that they're. For the Cubs and ending that streak, the Dodgers. I hate Chase Utley uh, more than everything uh, because of last year, and and I've always hated him because he's a, he's been to Philly and whatever. So, and I hate Jimmy Rollins being on broadcast too. So like it's it's like I, I, I have to go for the Cubs on this, and that's the way it's going to go down. What about you? Um, I'm definitely well. I was going to say I'm definitely rooting for the Cubs. I don't I don't mind the Dodgers. Actually, maybe I. Even if the Indians are going to be there in the World Series, maybe the Dodgers might be the slightly easier team to face. Kershaw, yeah, but the Cubs got Arietta, who's tough and a better lineup, I would say overall. Either, but yeah, I I, I think I'm going to root for the Cubs though, just for the kind of storyline I was mentioning about the two teams that have such long droughts, especially the Cubs over a hundred years, yeah. like yeah. that. People, I heard people saying even before the season started, like, what if the Cubs and Indians matched up? Because people thought, especially the Cubs, thought they'd be really good. Thought the Indians could make some noise. A lot of people didn't think they might be a World Series team. But I did hear people mentioning this potential matchup would be cool. And it would be cool. But either Dodgers or Cubs, I really don't mind any either team facing uh, the Indians facing them. If it ends up being the Jays, then I'm probably going to, you know, it's probably going to be a, a, a deal where I don't. I'll, I'll certainly be rooting for whichever NL team over them, but right. I'm not going right. to be that invested in it, and I'm going to need to walk away for a bit and be like, all right, that's the World Series, but, you know, it's too close, you know what I mean? And I even forgot to mention the whole Brooklyn, you know, obviously right. I, I, we, we were both, we're both been Brooklyn residents and are New York City residents as well. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I wasn't here and you weren't here in existence when the, the Dodgers left to L.A., mm-hmm. But I have talked to people that are, you know, older than both of us, and they've said how much it sucked. 
And I can I can definitely you know feel that pain. I know you can too because I had the Whalers leave and you had the Browns leave. So for a time, you know, yeah. I feel I feel like any team that leaves, uh, you know, I kind of have to like remember that and find a reason to not root for that team that left. You know, even though it's part of life and you know companies re- move all the time, so why can't sports teams move? But like the LA when Rams, did, I'm not going to be be a fan of. Go ahead. When did the Dodgers move? Was it the 50s? Uh, no, it's just 67 60, or 60. 60s. Yeah. Oh, okay. And it, I'm walking distance to Ebbets Field, too, as well. So, I mean, like, I walk past it, and there's not a lot of history there. There's nothing to really pay respect to this team that, you know, did a lot for Brooklyn and the economy at that time. And, and it's, it's like. It's still there? Ebbets Field is still there? No, it's an apartment complex, but, like, it's, oh, it's just. It says, here lies Ebbets Field, where Ebbets Field. And that's it. It's just one little sign. There's a and, flag. Okay. Yeah, and, and it, it's just, I don't know, it just feels like it's such a disrespect to the Dodgers and Brooklyn, the history, and then L.A. doesn't well, do much with, a, and you know, falling yeah, down as well. I mean, I don't, uh, it's it's always an interesting conversation to say, like, when a team moves, should the history of the team move? I might even argue on the side that it shouldn't really, but, but I'll say with your own amazing Mets, they kind of took over the mantle of um, the old Brooklyn Dodgers history because... I worked for the first year of City Field being open in a in a club uh, area, like kind of restaurant area for a certain section, and it was called the Ebbets Club, so they're using yeah. that history. Since been renamed, I'm pretty sure, but they did it at that point, and they had a Jackie Robinson hole, like the hole where you go in was called, yeah. I think, the yeah. Jackie Robinson and entrance or yeah. concourse, whatever. Yeah. So they, they yeah. are, the Mets kind of try to take over that. No, no, I'm, and also without the Dodgers and Giants leaving, the Mets don't exist, right? It, it just doesn't happen. The two, their two colors are trying to get both uh, fan bases together by getting the orange from the Giants and the blue from the Dodgers. So that's why they're blue and orange uh, right. on that level. So, I mean, it, it's all related, but, you know, I, I feel like it's more of the Whaler fan in me that has no correlation to baseball that I feel like, I need to root for the team that has stuck it out and has been pain pain driven with the Cubs. So that's where yeah. I'm at with that. I'm I'm also going to give you this take on the ALCS. I'm not going to lie. I want to root for your Indians, but I don't know if I can do it in full conscious because you know my ties to Canada run deep in the blood. So, right. so are your uh, cousins uh, Jays fans at all? Yeah, they, they go to games all the time. They uh, you met all of them, like my cousin Faria, her boyfriend Billy. Uh, now, all those guys, they're diehard Jays fans, and they just they love it there And because the Maple Leafs have sucked other than that phenom, and the Raptors have gotten really good. But the Jays have been pretty consistent uh last couple of years. So yeah. uh, we'll see. I don't know. Uh, R.A. Dickey's also on that team, too. Uh, love, I love me some Dickey. So. Yeah, I don't know that he's going to see any time. He's definitely not going to start for them, but mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. maybe a, a bullpen inning or two. Um. Yeah, that's fine. You can root for the Jays and them. I won't hold it against you. You got the, the fam there, and you know you love Drake so much and all that. So that's fine. Um. But I. Uh, who, let, let me get your take on who. We'll start with NL and then move to AL. What is your prediction? Uh, we said what we what we want to happen. Right. I think right. we. You're sounding like you want Cubs Jays. I of course want Tribe Cubs. I would say, but I don't. I wouldn't mind Tribe Dodgers. Um. What what do you think in the Dodgers Cubs series? What do you think? Who wins and and how many games does it take? So Cubs have home field, right? So I'm gonna say uh, Cubs in six. Cubs in six. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. They'll lose one home game. Um, either it'll be the first one or something disappointing. Uh, whatever game that Kershaw pitches, right? And then, uh, and then I don't think it'll be the first one. I, I would think it would be the second one. Probably game two, which yeah. would be in Chicago. Yeah. yeah. So then the then the Cubs will either be tied two two after four games with the Dodgers, or they'll be up three one and be able to close it uh, on the road. I think in LA. So. Okay, and then what's your AL pick? AL pick, since I don't know enough about the Indians, but I did see a, a, a little bit of what they did against the Red Sox. Um, I thought that was pretty impressive in the fact that they ran the end of the season. They got a lot of momentum going. I'm going for the Jays, but I don't think it's going to happen for them. Uh, I think the Indians are going to take it. I'll say, uh, so is, Indians have home, right, as yeah. well? Yep. Uh, I'm going to say six games as well. Uh, actually, no, I'll switch it up in five, five games. Indians in five games. Wow. Well, yeah. I hope that happens. Um, I would say, so with the home field advantage, one thing is that Toronto is really actually not that far from Cleveland. A couple hour drive only, I believe. So um, even though it's obviously crossing country borders, I do think, and Jays fans get out, I do think there's going to be a, a pretty decent sized contingent of Jays fans in Cleveland. So that could help defer the home field advantage a bit. Uh, conversely, there's not going to be as many. I don't anticipate as many Cleveland fans in Toronto. So, and I think how the ALCS works is like with the home field, you get games one and two are um, with the first team, which would be the Indians and Cubs. Then three through five would be with LA and Toronto, and then six and seven back. I'm pretty sure that's how it goes. Um, but so that that could sway things. I will say I also am going to pick the Indians to win it. I think it'll take six at least uh, uh, over than than five. Um, yeah, I mean, there's if they lose um, in the first two games, they're probably going to have to put Kluber back out, not only game one, but put him on short rest game four. Right now their plan for game four is to do <laughs> this guy Mike Clevenger, who didn't pitch much this year, he's like a rookie, and have him pitch a few innings, then do like the bullpen. I don't know if that's going to work out. They might need to throw Kluber back out there. So, depending on how it goes, I'll say Indians in six, though. And just like the people think that Toronto's bats are really hot, which they are, and the the Red Sox bats were cooled down by the the Tribe. I think that the Jays can too. So, Tribe in six, and I, I, as crazy it is, I mean, I could see the Cubs. I really could see the Cubs blowing it, I guess, because of what happens to them, the curse, whatever, but 2016 is the year of lifting curses. I, I think the Cubs also I think as crazy as it is, it's going to be the matchup people are saying would be so crazy in this year and uh, I think I'm also going to pick the Cubs um, and I'll say Cubs in seven. Okay. You know, the the um, Dodgers got Kershaw, they'll hang around. I think um AL was two sweeps in the ALDS. Meanwhile, the NL took more to sort out, especially with the Dodgers already. Right. Uh, Cubs, Cubs in seven, just to make it extra crazy. Yeah, and I, I, that would be good for baseball. Obviously, if those series go out uh, longer and for baseball fans to watch, um, I do think that it's just going to get down to the nitty gritty, and we're going to see that World Series happen sooner than later. Right? Uh, if the teams get eliminated sooner then it's more likely that the Cubs and Indians will just play sooner, which is what I'm probably looking for a little bit more. I'll be a little nail-biting with the Jays and Indians, but I'll be okay with, you know, as long as the Cubs go through and playing the Indians, that would be 
that would be something that everyone would want to see, I would think, right? Um, no one really cares for Canada baseball in the nation as much mm-hmm. um, as Toronto. Um, I don't see any, like, Toronto Nation uh, fan clubs or anything like that, yeah. right? So Yeah, and obviously in, in terms of TV ratings, things like that, I'm sure the um, – when it was when it was Jays and Tribe instead of Rangers, Red Sox, I'm sure the TV executives were pulling their hair out over that one. They weren't right. happy about that, but right. But right. you know, screw them. So it'll be fun. All right. Well, that that's good. That wraps up the MLB chit chat. I I wanted to do one quick thing since I haven't talked about it a lot. Uh, how about them boys? Uh, how okay. about them boys? How about them Cowboys? Now, here's the thing, Padnam. I will point this out. You know, of course, everyone should be listening to my um, NFL podcast we put out on the Brooklyn Rebound feed. Mr. Zarelevan with my boys, E-Nam, a.k.a. Young, whatever. Uh, well, if you listen to the show, you'll get that reference. And uh, my boy, Cheesehead Marv. But uh, that's weekly, so please do listen to that. But yes, you used to uh, talk NFL with us as well back in the day a bit, um, even as or uh, as a short time ago as last season, the start of it. But then you kind of went away from NFL and uh, not only talking about it, just in general, you said you had problems with NFL, you were sick of a lot of things, you uh, made a big scene about it, and you ended up going, if I remember correctly, you went and lived under a bridge for a, a little while to get away from it. And now all of a sudden, Cowboys are good, and you're back in in the fold. Is that well? Right? Well, I mean that's that's very very uh, sharp of noticing that, uh, Padre. I'm and pretty sharp. I, I definitely give you credit. Yeah, you're a pretty sharp guy. I'll give you credit on calling me out on a little shenanigans there. But uh, let me let me flip it and reverse it uh, on okay. you real quick. So. As as a Cowboys fan, uh, you ride with the highs, you ride with the lows. The last 20 years, uh, it's the last time they won a title. It's been a lot of lows for Nam over here. So uh, one of the couple of reasons that fixed things for me was seeing Tom Brady suspended for four games. That was uh, that was definitely I was enjoyed that. Uh, I I drank wine to that. Uh, another thing is Greg Hardy thinking he's going to be in the MMA and getting waved by the Cowboys, which is another reason why I didn't want to be um, all about them. But then I think what really set me off about being on back with the Cowboys is the fact that you were talking about Ezekiel Elliott when we we had our podcast with the NFL draft and I think first round of the NBA playoffs going on. And you were talking about how crazy this guy is and he wears crop tops. I'm like, all right, this is a pretty weird dude. I'm really into this. And then when I saw him jump over a Chicago Bears tackle, I was like, okay, this is something that's going to be pretty awesome of this team. This is when they were 1-1 or 0-1 actually at the time. And uh, I, I really was impressed by Dak and Zeke and – there's nothing more uh, fulfilling than others seeing, and you probably can contest to this in the Indians, seeing young players succeed at an early mm-hmm. age. So now that I feel like Jerry Jones is still crazy, and I, I still hate him, but I feel like Stephen Jones is doing a lot more work in the front office, and Jerry Jones is just being senile and old because he's talking about, well, Romo is, is his team. That's another question that we can address in a second. I even bought, and I'll show this as soon as I get it next time, I bought a uh, Prescott Elliott 2016 campaign shirt, Make Dallas Great Again. And that that is all I'm about. I, I was a full-time homosexual, as you know. Um, There's poetry to prove it. Yeah. Uh, I am actually now maybe Romo bisexual uh, a little bit, but I'm more. 
about, you know, Dak to the future. That's where it's at. You know, Dak Prescott and Zeke Elliott, I'm really loving it. All uh, right, so let's get right into it. I mean, uh, so my my other co-host, um, or one of my two co-hosts on Mr. Relevant, Eric, we call him. I made up the joke of calling him E-9, kind of doing a mix-up of his first and last name, kind of trying to reference you because he kind of replaced you on, on the cast. He did. So yeah. E-9, we'll call him, is also a Cowboys fan, and that's why it's fitting for you guys to have similar names too. We talked about this with him on the pod, and it's it's conflicting as a Cowboys fan, I'm gathering, because, uh, yeah, you've rode with Romo so long, and he's done good things for you, but now you've got this young kind of phenom Dak Prescott the rookie how can you move away from him and he want I think E Dashnam was on the side of he wants Dak to stay in there as well and is that where you're coming from it sounds like yeah I, I mean when it comes down to the decision of whether Romo like I'm leaning towards Dak probably 75 percent right now of staying in and I think that Romo should take all his time in the world to rehab which is what they're talking about um, but knowing Romo, how competitive he is, he doesn't want to take any time. He wants to get back. And Dak just said last week, it's his team, it's Romo's team. Uh, I'm just in here. But uh, whatever happens, like say, for example, they get into the you know divisional round and then they get to the, I guess, the second round of the NFL playoffs and Romo loses it again. And everyone thinks oh, it's going to be blamed on Romo when he's still, it's not his fault all the time, right? So the defense on the Cowboys is not that great. It's getting better. So I, I feel like, I feel like I want to, I want to go with the hot seat, the hot hand right now. And if Dak starts misperforming for any reason, then, you know, we have one of the best QBs of our generation right now sitting on the bench. That's fine. You just put him in. Okay, so that's where you're coming from. Yeah. I would say, I think I mentioned this, Tarek, as well. You know, put Roman because he's just going to get hurt that game anyway. And, you know, don't <laughs> worry about it then. He'll just get hurt again. So, well, we've had, we've had a problem with backup quarterbacks, right? So if we flip the roles and we have Dak Prescott doing his thing, and then we have Romo come back, or you could do a little Kurt, Kurt Warner, uh, Matt, what was it? Who was, uh, who was the guy from USC? Matt yeah. Liner. Matt Liner. Yeah, you could have a little Kurt Warner, Matt Liner situation where you got two QBs to like to air it out with Dak doesn't do that much. You could have Romo in there to do a little air it out, a little Hail Mary action every now and then. Hmm. Uh, and that could work out. It'd be like a it'd be like a setup play. Instead of he could be on special teams again and he could pretend to like, you know, do the uh, hold the place kick, but then boom, just throw it out to Des Bryant, run for that touchdown. That's it. You know, I feel like I should. Right. I should be coaching. I don't think they're going to do that. But I should be that coaching be the NFL right now. I should be coaching the Cowboys, right? You should be Garrett's assistant, I yeah, guess, for sure. Yes, and, and that that does Brian, as you mentioned, banged up, didn't play the past couple games. Is he going to get out on the field this week? He's when questionable. The Cowboys play. Oh, the Cowboys play the Packers, and my other co-host, she yep. said, "Marv, of course, would call him that because he's a Packers fan." So. Yep. Yeah, you really want to listen to the newest Mr.'s Relevant. I'll throw another plug in for it. Um, week 6 Picks and Wagers, I believe it's titled, because they're making a wager. Wow, Obviously, what's, what's the wager? What's the wager? Uh, same thing they did last year. Yeah, it's not the craziest. Oh, well, wait, what am I saying? And yet, go, this is a tease, so go listen to that. Go, <laughs> go listen to that podcast. I'm not saying. Damn. Uh, you can't Damn. trick me. Those listen, now, listen to the podcast. Listeners are throwing their phones on the ground right now. Cracking <laughs> no, they, the, they need to be turning this off <laughs> and so going ups, over to Mr. Zerman. So upset. Don't, don't so break your phone. We obviously touched on the Cowboys, and I want to wrap this up with uh, but, the But before hot, that, 
Yeah, Before that, though, who who is your pick for the game, the Packers game? Are the Cowboys uh, going to win? You know, you know the way the Packers played last week against the Giants. Um, I don't. It wasn't that good? I know, I know. And then I expected the Cowboys to lose to the Bengals because I thought the Bengals was a good team. I think I everyone did too. Jeez. So I feel like I have to be confident with the Cowboys now. Like I, I feel like it just they have to get some demons back. They lost to the Packers, you know, a couple years back when they were really good. Um, in the playoffs, so I feel like this is the time for uh, the future to stick on and uh, you know stick it to A. Raj and uh, the rest of the gang. There, uh, it's going to be no pack, no this Sunday at four twenty-five Eastern Standard Time as Dak and Zeke come through <laughs> and do their thing. So, all right, I'm with it. I can't wait to watch that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, are you are you excited about the the Browns playing? Uh, how's that? Oh, going? We don't need to talk about okay. that. Okay. Yeah, All right. Yeah, cool. Cool. Uh, go tribe. Yeah. Go go tribe. All right, guys. That'll do it for this. Whatever this is right now, it's a little sports. Could call it a baseball bite. I mean, I know we talked football then, but I, it, it more... could be a banter bite. I don't know. We'll figure it out. A, a banter, a, a baseball, a, a ball banter. Ball banter bite? Yeah, there's balls in all the A Brooklyn sports. ball banter? Brooklyn ball banter. No, I didn't talk about Brooklyn, really, be, except for be, the, well, I mean, the Brooklyn Dodgers. Well, I'm in Brooklyn, so, I mean, yes, that's, studio that, a. that's that's as much as it needs. The origin of this program is, is always from Brooklyn, even though we're in Studio A's, Cubes, B's. It's always Brooklyn all day, every day. Uh, so listen to Mrs. Relevant, subscribe on iTunes, uh, on Stitcher, whatever, wherever you can find our podcast. Yeah, just Brooklyn Rebound Podcast. That's what. That's the title for all these things. Yeah, uh, you got every, uh, multiple episodes on the feed, and you know we're gonna uh, focus on what will happen maybe the next round with the baseball action, and then do some NBA previews coming up. But no, no timetables on that at all. So don't hold us accountable on that. Just saying, it's coming through. Padre, thank you again from Studio Cube. You got a pot now, and I'm out this cube. All right, peace.